Do you have anything on your mind? Yeah. F- Ohio State. F- Notre Dame. That's it. I just wanted you to keep going. If you if you wanted to keep going. Oh uh, well, yeah. Fuck no, f- Oklahoma. They do not deserve to be six. And f- Florida. There's no way a three-loss team should be number seven. They say the championship games can't be held against you. Dude, we've missed a lot in the college football. There's a lot been going on. Yeah, we have. Um, I'm going to release – well, we've missed a lot just in between our recordings, but also we've missed a lot as in what the public has heard. But I am releasing an X-Files, like uh, in this lull we're going to have because we're not going to really have anything else to talk about until it gets closer to bowl. I mean, I was really just going to do a playoff one unless you, you want to do a whole bowl pod. No, no, I'm saying in the future. No, yeah, no, I'm good with whatever. Figure we could all day or whole podcast one day talking recruiting and uh, coaching. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down with that too. That that's for sure. But anyways, um, so another another Sunday, another Falcons uh, blown lead. They're currently losing 31-27, almost four minutes left in the fourth. Um, We just had the playoff rankings released. How many hours ago? What time is it? 3.57, so almost two and a half, three and a half hours ago. (laughs) Am I doing my math right? One, two, yeah. Yeah, three and a half hours ago, pretty much. But, um... There's a lot going on. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about Heisman, playoff rankings, and uh, game reactions from the conference championships, uh, which is what we're going to lead off with. Uh, and well, let's start with the Big 12, Chris, because I like what you said, that you don't like Oklahoma being ranked sixth. Is that correct? Yeah, they've yeah. flopped yeah, and what was Iowa State? Yeah, Iowa and, State's ranking was six. And what did we say in our previous episode? Or I, what did I say? Which I stole it from somebody else. But Iowa State was ranked six as a prop for Oklahoma to possibly make a case of getting into the playoff from the Big 12. You did say that. So, I mean, we were right. That's why they're ranked six. Don't be mad that we're right, Chris. <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. True. True that. Um, did you watch that game? Uh, no. I didn't I, watch that game. Uh, I had to work yesterday. I did listen to it, though, uh, on the radio. And it was – it seemed like an entertaining game. Yeah, it was a pretty close game, wasn't it? It was a one-score game. Yeah, and Oklahoma almost blew that that lead towards the end. Oh, so they pretty much held – yeah, they were holding the lead the whole time, correct? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they came out of the gun and scored 
scored on their first drive in like a matter of two or three minutes. And after that, it's pretty much game. Yeah, I think if they would have blown the doors off of Iowa State, it would have been more of a conversation of possibly sliding Oklahoma in. But that didn't happen. So I think that's why they didn't do that. But it was just a prop. So per se, that were to happen. They have an argument to get in. Ohio State Northwestern. Ohio State 22, Northwestern 10. Um, the passing game sucked, and Trey Sermon was preaching out there. He was preaching brimstone and fire, hell brimstone and fire out there on that Northwestern defense. Had, like, what, 250 yards? No, he had like, he broke 300. He set the oh, record. Crap. Yeah, and <laughs> crazy is Ohio State only had, like, 60-some-odd yards the first half rushing. And they came out and had like 270 in the second half. Yeah, so I was watching that game uh, off and on. And when they weren't having success in the first half, the announcers, they were kind of boasting the fact that Northwestern is ranked sixth in the nation, I believe, in rushing defense. So it made sense why Ohio State couldn't run on them, but they just couldn't pass on them either. So, uh, yeah, so that's why it made for a really crappy first half. Yeah, and the thing is, Northwestern's offense didn't even show up to play. Oh, Patrick Ramsey sucks, bro. Like, that's the second <laughs> time. The first time I watched Patrick Ramsey, I was impressed by him. They still lost. I think it was the first time they played each other. Didn't they play each other already this year? Yeah. Yeah. Northwestern yeah, so beat. I was, or no. Do what? No, Ohio State won. Yeah. Yeah, Um, but I was impressed with some of the plays that Patrick Ramsey uh, was able to pull off. But at the end, you kind of – you could tell watching that um, you can't beat Ohio State with Patrick Ramsey. And that definitely showed uh, in the conference championship because he was poopy poop, butt butt soup. What was that comic book, uh, Captain Underpants? Did you ever read that? Oh, dude, I love Captain, Captain Underpants. Start referring to him as Captain Underpants from here on out. <laughs> dude, uh, don't defame uh, Captain Underpants like that, bro. Don't uh, don't associate him. Captain Underpants is way better than Patrick Ramsey. It was definitely always a top uh, seller at our Scholastic Book Fair. Between that and the crazy-looking erasers, those would be the hot items at our elementary school. I feel like that is that back when – Junie B. Jones was still hot too, bro. Because like I feel like the, the girls were getting Junie B. Jones, and yeah. I was getting Captain Underpants. Shoot, I'm not gonna lie. I read Junie B. Jones. I still remember the opening line. My name is Junie B. Jones. The B stands for Beatrice, but you can call me Junie B. Ohio State twenty-two ten. Do you have any takeaways? They're gonna they're gonna be out first round. Their offense isn't that that explosive. So you think they're gonna lose the Clemson pretty easily, or? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a good game the first half, like it always is. But, but I think I can see it being like a I can see it being a three score game. Okay, I'm 
I'm really impressed with Ohio State's running game. It kind of reminds me of Ezekiel Elliott when he was starting to turn on um, at the back end of his junior year, his last year at, at Ohio State. So I think they can have a lot of success, but we'll get more into that. Um, we, we can get more into that later on but uh, in a different episode. But, yeah, my takeaway, Northwestern just can't hold a candle to – Ohio State, they beat them in talent flat out. Like they got, they're filled with five stars, four stars. Northwestern may have a few four stars. I don't even know, but it was pretty obvious in that game to me, just size wise, looking at them on the field. And then it came out talent wise. But they had too many Reese Davises out there on the field. Yeah, exactly. Or Mike Greenberg's, whichever way you want to go with it. But, um, yeah, we'll move on because we'll get into the playoff rankings. But Clemson, Notre Dame, that game surprised me because, yeah, yeah I, I mean, Clemson's defense really looked suspect the first go around. So I wasn't really concerned about the whole, oh, Clemson was using their freshman backup QB. I didn't really care about that because he had a great performance. It was more of their defense, but they held it down and uh, made Ian Book and Notre Dame. They exposed them, showed them for what they truly are, their true colors. Well, also, their uh, their first game, I'm pretty sure they were missing, like, five key starters on the defense. Clemson yeah. Was. Yeah, they but were. Their secondary – a leader from their secondary, a leader from their line, and a leader from their linebacker core, plus two others. Yeah, so they definitely were depleted in that. Um, so, yeah, I mean – it surprised me, but it shouldn't have surprised me. I don't think it surprised you. Uh, I don't think it surprised a lot of people out there. No, when it comes to those games, Notre Dame just year in and year out, they cannot perform when it comes yeah. to the stage. No, you're exactly right about it. Uh, Brian Kelly folds. He's a folder. He's a laundry boy out here. Abercrombie and Fitch, associate. So let's get to the game, the best game of the weekend. Alabama, Florida. 52-46. Chris, go ahead. I uh I mean nothing really surprised me on the offensive front. Uh I mean the Alabama front when it comes to offense, what would concern me though, if I was an Alabama fan or cheering for Alabama is the fact that they allowed a semi-comeback. I mean, I just – I knew Tra- Kyle Trask was good, and I knew he was potentially the Heisman winner. But I didn't think that being down that deficit would be – they'd be able to muster a comeback. I don't know. I, yeah. fell, I fell asleep in the second half because I kind of zoned out the game because it's such a lead. And then I wake yeah. up – the game's over and the score's closer than I thought. Yeah, so the game's 35-17 going into the half. And then Florida comes out and they score 14 unanswered points. Uh, Alabama had zero points in that third quarter, which is a huge shot because Alabama, like you said, uh, consistently all year they've been a huge second-half team. So it was weird to see them get shut out in the third quarter. Um, they were able to outscore Florida by two points uh, in the fourth quarter, but they got some key turnovers. 
um, key penalties, uh, different things like that going on in the game. So, and Alabama was able to prevail. Florida's success on offense did not surprise me because Kyle Trask there is a has great um, reason to be in the Heisman conversation. Um, any other year, he would be a Heisman winner, no doubt. I don't think he's going to be Heisman winner this year, but. I knew he was going to be able to expose Alabama's secondary, which has improved a lot, but it's still young. And, um, you know, and it's hard. It's like playing secondary, playing defense is so much harder nowadays than it was a decade ago um, in college football and in the NFL, but especially in college football, the way the game has changed. So you're when you have an elite offense like Florida has, you're not going to clamp them down. Um but, yeah, 46 points is kind of surprising to me. Um, but Tony, guys like Tony, uh, his speed, he was able to uh, expose Alabama. And Pitts made big plays, too. Um, so, yeah. But roll Todd. Talent-wise, Florida's not that far behind Alabama. No, they're in not. Position where I think Alabama truly won the game was the offensive line. I mean, without that offensive line – Bye, that mom. Yeah. Bye, mom. But without that offensive line, I think Florida would have won that game. Oh, dude, for sure, bro. That Florida, that whole team is just built different. And when I say built different, I mean they're elite. When I was saying earlier about Northwestern, Ohio State, you could just see the difference. Um, not only just in the talent, but the size. Those are just two different classes of football players. And Florida is in that class, along with a Georgia, a Ohio State, Clemson. Um, they got athletes, and they got a lot of speed. And Florida's always built their recruiting around going after the speed guys. So, uh, yeah, um, they're not just fast and – I mean, they're not just big and strong, but they're also fast. So, uh, yeah, our, but our offensive line was able to prevail. Us losing Landon Dickerson is huge for the future or for, for the rest of the game. But, um, yeah, I mean, our running game, offensive line, we were able to uh, net positive yardage way more than negative, uh, negative yards, which really we were uh, – we didn't lose many yards, take a lot of uh, big plays away. So, yeah, I mean, Florida was just really successful. We we were just more successful on the end. Yeah, and Florida's – the way they approached that game was the same way they approached every game. They they dink and dunk down the field. I don't know, like, they don't, they don't have those big explosive plays as often as Alabama does. But yeah. they do have – seven yard like running back Tony like tosses and that I don't know I just I'm trying to find a good comparison because Florida is definitely as talented on the offensive side as Alabama but you can have a nice car sitting in your garage but if all the parts aren't installed you really don't have yeah with you're right about that. They did stretch the ball out a little bit more that game, I would say, than they have the rest of the year, which is what you got to do against Alabama. You 
Alabama, where they separate themselves from everyone else, um, when it comes to these types of games, games that are really close, they usually commit less penalties. Um, so they don't take away yards from themselves. And also uh, they don't commit the turnovers or they force more turnovers than they, uh, you know, give up. And then also uh, it's the big plays. They get those one, two, three, four home run plays that uh, swings momentum or, uh, you know, something like that that are just big game shifters. So, but Florida was able to hit on some of those home run plays, but they did it with their speed. So Tony could run uh, a short post or type of route like that and then just break away if uh, he's found in space. Yeah, and uh, I was going to say something. I lost it. It'll come back to me. Well, <clears throat> Najee Harris went off. He had five touchdowns. Heisman um, winner. So, <laughs> yeah, you got him winning the Heisman. Uh, or, I mean, are you still holding on to that? You texted you text me that last night, which I'm okay with him winning the Heisman. That was my preseason prediction. I've been saying it for a year, over a year now that he's going to win 2021 Heisman Trophy. But you have him deserving of it? Uh, after last night, definitely. What do you have, five TDs? Yeah. 170-some-odd rushing yards. That's, that's showing up when the game comes calling. Yeah. And three of them what? were – two or three of them were receiving touchdowns. Yeah, I think three of them were receiving. Yeah. Yeah, but I think – I mean, honestly, you could just put the Heisman Trophy in the Alabama locker room this year. Just walk away from it, not even have a ceremony or nothing. Exactly. I think they should just call all three of them to the podium and give all three the Heisman Trophy. Just it's let them do up. a rock challenge or something. See a what challenge? Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Or maybe an Oklahoma drill. <laughs> Ooh, definitely uh, – Definitely interested to see that. Although Mac Jones would need to have like a uh, ghost runner or something. Yeah, for sure. We'll just let Najee and uh, Devontae, we'll let Mac have the bye and uh, he'll have to face the winner out of Najee and uh, Devontae because he's definitely not winning. It's whoever's going to win out of those two. Uh, but um, so speaking of Heisman, uh, according to Sporting News, as of today, Sunday, um, Devontae Smith, when it comes to Heisman favorites, he is most highly favored at minus 170. And then you got Matt Jones, plus 170. Trask and Lawrence are tied for plus 1,900. And Najee Harris, plus 2,400. I, I think you can take Trevor Lawrence out of that conversation. Uh, I, three Alabama players standing on that stage. They're going to finish one, two, and three, I think. I can't remember who was spewing this nonsense, but uh, I think it was Booger. I think Booger McFarlane was giving the uh, Heisman Trophy to Trevor Lawrence this morning. Yeah, but when you listen to Booger, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Yes, yes, this is true. Um. He was just pointing out the obvious that, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Clemson lost when Trevor Lawrence wasn't there. So, yeah. 
Well, if that's the that's argument he wants to make, Georgia lost when uh, JT Daniels wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. So, yeah, give JT Daniels the Heisman, man. Um, I'm calling it 2021. Bet. We'll, we'll, we'll bet on that uh, preseason. So, playoff rankings came out today. Oh, I got – wait, why am I jumping? Devontae Smith is the GOAT, though. Uh, he's broken, like, every record now. Um, so, is Najee. I can't remember the records right now. Not going to look them up. But, uh, yeah, he's going to win the Heisman. Devontae Smith for Heisman official. Devontae Smith for Heisman podcast. Um, you know, no matter what Chris says. So, yeah, he's going to walk away with the trophy. And deservingly so, because he only had one touchdown, but he had 15 receptions, which he only net one a total of 185, 185 yards. He didn't even break 200 yards with that many receptions, but he had a lot of key receptions that – and we were having to uh, play dink and dunk too at times. We were having a hard time uh, getting separated in the backfield of the uh, defense. Yeah, and it, Florida has uh, – they're leading the SEC with sacks too. So, their defensive front is pretty, pretty scary. So Yeah, so that pressure – yeah, Matt Jones was receiving a lot of pressure. So, he's having to get rid of the ball quick. And uh, <clears throat> what's crazy is too is how we drew up – how Steve – I was impressed um, of how Steve Sarkeesian drew up that whole first drive, um, the opening drive for us, because we were playing max protect pretty much that whole – drive we were still throwing it um the majority of the time i believe if my member if my memory serves me correct but uh yeah we i mean uh at on two or three plays i'm pretty sure we only had two routes like they were full out passing plays but we were playing max protect uh so only Devonte smith and like a slade bolden or jaleel billingsley were going out to receive and that's why you got to give Devontae Smith, in my opinion, uh, the Heisman, too, because of what he was – he was able to prove that last night of how great he is. Uh, pretty much just finding the quarterback. Like, uh, you know, he doesn't wait till Matt Jones finds him, which a lot of times, you know, Matt Jones is finding him. But he's going to go find the quarterback himself, and he gets himself into open spaces. He's really good at route running or improvising after his route's finished or once the play's – uh, broken down. Yeah, Steve, I agree. Steve Sarkeesian drew up a great game. Uh, he definitely wasn't doing that when he was over here in Atlanta with the Falcons. Yeah, this That's is different with the NFL. And, you, yeah, you can't run that type of offense that he wants to run with Atlanta. I don't think he could. No, he couldn't. But I saw a lot of flack for him on my oh. uh, Twitter page. Oh, that I mean, that flag was coming from me too, and I didn't want Steve Sarkeesian back. I I do owe Steve Sarkeesian an apology because I didn't. I was glad when he left and went to Atlanta. I was, well, I was glad and mad because I was happy he was getting away from Alabama, but I was mad that he was going to my favorite NFL team, and I knew he was going to suck. But once he came came back to Alabama the following year or two, um, yeah, I was pissed off again. But he's done great. Hats off to him. Yeah. I'll keep my hat on. <laughs> speaking of – I mean, speaking of Sarkeesian, you know he took a uh, – I think it's today. 
he he interviewed with Auburn. Really? Yeah. Are they not going to go with uh, – oh, who's their defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele? Well, he's in the conversation now. They may. And I think we're all hoping – because I really don't think Steve Sarkeesian is going to do that, man. Like, he rehabbed at Alabama. Uh, he's not going to go to the opposing team. And I don't think he wants that to recruit against that either. Um, so, I think he just kind of took it out of the kindness of his heart. He entered – entertaining it and also too we learned in college never never turn down an interview whether you want the job or not because it's good practice either way yeah and what happened is uh can you hear me uh okay yeah, yeah. so but uh what's really gonna happen is uh auburn's just gonna find a placeholder until lane kiffin comes over in about three or four years takes over that auburn team Bro, if he does that, Lane Kiffin might have to get poisoned, bro. I mean, we might have to find another uh, Harvey Updike. We, we're not going for trees this time. We're going for straight for your head coach. Well, if that does happen, Kiffin needs to reach out to Biden and figure out what food tester he has. Get one of his business Biden's going to need the same thing. And you can delete this because – political but well i was gonna say we need to uh poison the toilet supply and i'm sure you can i'm sure you can die by you know wiping some poison on your b-hole and your anus sucking in that that poison you watch the league have you seen the league i've seen the league they should just put uh cocaine on the seats or in the seats like they didn't leave oh Pop up a drug, random drug test. I haven't seen that episode. Uh, it was like season two or three. Taco had to uh, hide his stash. Nice. 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 Well, uh, earlier today, we'll uh, get close to closing it out. Um, you put on social media, you're putting an asterisk on the 2020 season. Chris Wesley has officially put his asterisk on the 2020 season. I believe it's probably due to the playoff rankings that came out this morning, um, which has Bama one, Clemson two, Ohio State three, Notre Dame four, uh, and the list goes on. We kind of already talked about it. So why are you putting the asterisk on it? Is it because of the Oklahoma incident? Or is it because Notre Dame is in the top four? It's honestly – honestly, I mean, you. I think you told me from the get-go this is like – you, you were talking about Braves baseball, and you were saying, I hope they don't win it because it's going to be an asterisk season. And that rolls over into college football because for me this morning when I saw who three, four, five, uh, three, four, and six were, I knew then that this season was trash. Okay, yeah, but it doesn't matter. The three, uh, three, four, five, six. Okay, well, three, four matters. Five, six does not matter. Um, it matters but, to some no okay as much as I hate Ohio State and do not want them in these playoffs and I will make the argument that they do not deserve to be in I know in my heart of hearts though at the end of the day Ohio State would probably be in those playoffs if this wasn't an asterisk season or a crazy season because um, I think 
they're pretty good. And they probably come in as a three or four seed because they probably would uh, suffer a loss in the Big Ten or out of conference game somewhere. But I would, I still believe they're winning that conference and making it in. So the thing I mean, is, they should- because of that, I can't disagree because I think they, they, we at least have one through three, right? We have the top three best teams in these playoffs. See, I disagree because, uh, which given a full season, Ohio State probably would be in. But Ohio State was handed that third spot because. Yeah, no doubt. They shouldn't have even been in the conference game. Yeah. They shouldn't have been that conference championship. It should have been someone else. And they just had to bend to them and be like, you know what? Never mind. We're going to change the rules. That's what gets me most irritated. It's just all these conferences are doing. They're, they're picking one child out of all their 10, 12, 14, whatever it is. And they're just like, here, we're going to throw all our all our support and weight behind you just, just so we can get a little money. It's selfish is what it is. Yeah, the, the Big Ten is – well, the Big Ten is full of shit because they keep changing their guidelines now, their protocols. And we knew they were going to do this when they released these bullshit protocols too, when they were finally like, oh, I guess we will play, uh, you know, six, seven games. That'll do. Oh, if you get tested positive for COVID – Oh, no, uh, we're not going to put you in a 14-day quarantine. We're going to put you in a 21-day quarantine. Uh, oh, if you want to, you know, play in our conference championship game this year, you're going to have to, uh, you know, play at least six games. Yeah. So, yeah, it was full of shit, bro. So, fuck them. Fuck them. But at the end of the day, Free smoke. Anybody want it? They can get it. No joke. Everybody's saying we want Bama. And then come on, like we're about to rail Notre Dame. Uh, you know, a third asshole. And yes, playing Notre Dame. Notre Dame should be out. Texas A and M. Y'all are playing. We're still blowing out Texas A and M too, bro. So it doesn't matter. Still, but Texas Texas A and M cannot compete with us. I heard last night in the Notre Dame Clemson game, the announcers were talking uh it's like some crazy percentage, like eighty some odd percent of teams that face each other twice in a year. The team that lost the first go around lost or wins the second matchup. Which I'm not saying that would happen, but I kind of agree with Jimbo here that they got screwed. Like, no, fuck them. Fuck Jimbo, fuck Tyson, um, fuck them. The Aggies. Y'all are just y'all got lucky y'all didn't have to play Coastal Carolina. You're right. That's uh what I was really clenching uh my beehole about the whole night last night. I was so nervous that they'd slide Coastal Carolina in at fourth to play us. FOH, bro. FOH roll tide. We got three Heisman winners on our team, bro. Ain't nobody Ain't no other team ever had three Heisman winners on the same team in the same year, bro. Ammo's getting expensive, but I can spare a few rounds for a few Alabama players. I'm going to be the opposite of Harvey Updike. Call me <laughs> Charvy Downdike. <laughs> Downdike? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, isn't his name Updike? Yeah. I'll just be his uh... – Oh, you'll be – what about upside? Yeah, his down, pop- die. <laughs> down straight girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
RV high dike. Yeah, but you know, you know, and I mean, I am upset Georgia's not in there, but hey, Georgia has to win games in order to be in there. But either way, it's going to be there's going to be an asterisk on the season, regardless. Not necessarily who's most deserving, but it's going to be an asterisk on the season just to like note that COVID happened and teams like Ohio State played five patty cake teams and made it to the playoffs. Notre Dame got sodomized. I'll tell you this. If Ohio State wins the national championship, I'll I'll agree with you. I'll put an asterisk on it. Well, that's not the only way I'm putting one on it. I'm going to put one on anyway, even just for the situation of the season. I think you're just salty. I am salty. Yeah. Very salty. Like a true Georgia fan. All right. Um, Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, anything else on your mind, your heart, that you want to say before we close this out? Um, no. I did want to ask you, though. I guess we could talk about another time, but uh, how did you feel? I guess that was last weekend when Arkansas tried to rip the legs out of off of uh, Devontae Smith. Did you see that play? Yeah, Um. I had to see it on replay. I wasn't watching at that time when it happened. Or I might I might have been watching. But, uh, yeah, bro, like, we sent in uh, – we sent the shooters to your lobby. We coming after you. If he, if he really hurt them, that would have happened. I guess I'm going to have to send a Venmo request to what's his name because he didn't do the job right. <laughs> Have you seen that um, video from when Tua uh, – oh, it's the same team, too. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, it's when they played Arkansas and um, Tua had the bad knee. This was early in the season, but uh, he, he was coming off surgery, whatever, and um, dude goes after his knees or whatever, or looks like he's going after his knees because Tua's lined up as a wide receiver. And uh, dude makes a video. He was like, uh, if you uh, ever do that again, he was like, if you do that to Tua, he said, I'm going to send two of my cousins uh, down and they're going to uh, like blow two of your feet or something like that. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, it reminded me of that video. What do you, what do you make of uh, an expansion in the college playoffs? Yeah, they need to have a power – they need to have a non-power five division. Or are you talking about expansion of, like, going to six teams or eight teams? Yeah. Not necessarily separate playoffs, but just expanding the number of teams. I think – I think – I've been thinking about this. I think the best best way to do it would be an automatic bid – for Power Five conference champs, and then you get three wild cards, which would include in this season, for instance, it would include teams like Coastal and or Cincinnati, and then say probably the runner-up of the SEC, because you know that's probably one of the top five, five to six teams in her top five to six team in the nation, um, and then you'll probably have another. Big 10 team in there. 
So I think I think four after this season, I think four is just gonna be outdated. I'm tired of seeing the same four teams, same five or six teams. Yeah, I get that. I'm kind of with that too. I don't know. I'm not necessarily against the eight team playoff. I think at the end of the day, though, we kind of we really know there's a big drop off. Um, oh yeah. Between you know, there's always a huge drop off between the fourth team that gets into these playoffs every year. It seems like, um, except for like your Georgia, Oklahoma that year when that was a big shootout, um, and some other games like that. Most of the time. They've been blowouts, nothing really to watch. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm more with just like the Power Five, the non-Power Five conferences, like do their own playoff or something or have their own play-in game for a seed. I don't know. It's almost like NCAA March Madness and a NIT March Madness. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I think I even think expanding it to five or six teams would be all right. I'm okay if we did six teams and then you let the one and two have the automatic bid to the championship and let three play six and four play five. I think that would be a better uh, slate of games too. Yeah, I think so too because those would just be boring if you had if you had the number one team playing the number eight team and then the number two team playing the number seven team. I don't think those are really competitions most years. But if you expanded it to an eight team playoff, yeah, I think I think most years one through six would be good games, and then you hit seven and eight, and it'd yeah. be definitely the drop off. I think the top six are a lot. Maybe not closer, but more competitive if they were to play. Yeah, I think you're right. Earth Street was talking about a 12 game. 12 game or 12 team playoffs? Nah, get that out of here. You might as well cancel all the conference championships at that point. And cancel all the bowl games. Yeah, you'd you'd need another whole two months to do that. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would just have to cut it and cut the season to like a ten-game season. Let's just make it a round robin. Like, let's do it like baseball tournaments. Let's do a round robin. Double elimination. Yep. Uh, and then if you eliminated it in your second week of playing your regular season, then you just go find some some other teams you want to play. That's when you can go play. Uh, against Division One AA teams. I would like to see uh, someone like Florida or Georgia play Kennesaw State. Be an interesting game. No. Yeah, it would. I don't think so. Kennesaw State would be walking away with that fat paycheck. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're walking away the winner in the uh, financial department, but uh, not on the field. Oh, they wouldn't be walking away off the field at all. Yeah, they all. wouldn't. In gurneys. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Yeah, I think so too. We're going to hit uh, all the bowl games another time. Yeah, we can do that next week if you want. All right. All right, man. Well, appreciate you, Brian. Take it easy. You too, man.